Yeah, this is the Shuttlecock Podcast. My name is Aaron Rhodes, and this week I'm here with Dom Chronicles. How are you doing? Hi. I'm good, man. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so you are a rapper from Kansas City. Yeah, but, or Olathe. Uh, Olathe, yeah, Kansas. originally. Yeah, originally. Do, do, you, do you still live out in Olathe? No, or? I live in Wanda now. Mm. Yeah. How's live that been how, how long have you lived out there? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's where I was. Like, I was born there. I went to like JFK, and then my parents moved me to uh, Olathe. Mm. So, yeah, and, I, and that must have been when I met you, also, because uh, we 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 didn't go to high school together. No, but, no, definitely. Uh, I I remember just seeing you at the mall yeah, some, used, somewhat yeah. frequently. Yeah, I used to uh, work at the store, the Zoomies. Yeah, and then my buddy Andrew worked there, and I was always just hanging out there. So yeah. that, was, that was fun. But yeah, that was a spot. Yeah, so when did you really get your start rapping? Uh, Well, actually, when I met the guy in the room, you know, like as far as like really trying to like record and put out projects and like you know try to do something different um i was rapping probably like when i was like 15 16 too you know and um we just kind of had this thing like at our school called ciot used to just get on the audacity with the little mic that's like you know this thing you remember yeah yeah. you know kind of like you know because we had old computers older computers back then so you know so like we would just record on that and just make tracks and put them on uh what was that station what was that uh pure volume pure volume (laughs) you you predate the soundcloud (laughs) yeah yeah pure volume that was when streaming like first really got started Mm -hmm. it's cool (laughs) <laughs> and did were you getting any kind of reception back in those days? I mean, yeah, people like, at the schools yeah. like bumped the stuff, and like uh, you know, when I when I was rapping with him, that was like before a lot of people met me, like you know, the way I am. And the scene was a lot different then. Like you had like your Greg enemies, you had Dutch Newman, you had people out here that were totally different. Irv the Phenom, like you know, that were totally different. That were like. You know, when you wanted to get in the scene, that's who you fucked with. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you would just kind of try to go to shows, and, you know, there was really nothing going on mm-hmm. besides us dropping music all the time. And we were lucky to perform somewhere, you know, let alone get paid. You know, shit was crazy. But we just kept working hard at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unless there's, like, some a tape that, predates this that i couldn't find i saw like your first tape was in 2012 called afterlife that was the first like my first attempt at an album yeah actually i actually have like four projects before that one Mm. one the first one is called uh what was it imported muscle that was the that was the first project i dropped that was 2010 so you're like rapping about cars and stuff i love cars yeah Yeah, my dream car is an acura nsx honda is that what you're driving on the reality makers no i was driving a legend then because i used to have a legend Mm -hmm. uh like was that like five years ago four years ago we sold it a few years ago because i just i don't know my mom it was just my mom's house and shit and they'd drive it every now and then but then like just got in the way for real Needed a lot of work, but it was fire though when we had it. Yeah, shout out to the Acura Legend. You know, Sandra the Black Panther, that's what I called her. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so what what um differentiated really the the previous mixtapes to your attempt at an album with uh Afterlife, would you say? What changed? I actually went and got it mixed and mastered because the first like four to five tapes that I did, I did them all myself. Like I recorded them, mixed, mastered them to the best of my abilities. And they might not have been like the best ever, but it's like whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And then we put them up on the Lime Links and the SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took all that shit down though. <laughs> but uh, so were you, were you like working with anyone knew at that point where when when you were doing afterlife or was it all pretty like just you and your friends doing stuff yeah me and my friends and then i mean shout out to buddha i don't know if he's still doing the engineering thing you know but i went to him to get it mixed and mastered but for the most part it was just our 
us and our homies pushing it. Like, you know, we had the Twitter. Twitter had just started around then, for real. So, like, we were on the Twitter, SoundCloud, everything. We'd just be out on the town, going to little house parties. What was that thing called? Uh, I'm trying to think of what the uh, Hoodstock. Did you ever hear about Hoodstock? Uh, the Hoods- name sounds a little familiar. Hoods- Hoodstock's like this remember. old yearly house party that gets that used to get thrown off truce, and that's where that was like the big thing. Like if you could if you performed at Hoodstock, like that's where you'd meet like a lot of people in the city and in the scene. So we had this thing called Black Belt Society. We had like our own little theme, you know, and we just came through and you know. Earned our stripes, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I feel like KC is like one of those places that you just gotta like. It's so small here, but you still gotta like earn your stripes because like everybody here is like you know good. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part, like as like I'm not gonna say everybody, but a lot of people here are like very very talented. You know, and they're like we're, we're very critical about rap. <laughs> you know, like you had to be like dope. So mm-hmm. it's cool. And like. I don't like you know strange music is really kind of its own thing yeah like, for sure. at this point but it's 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 kind of strange to think about the Kansas City scene outside of that really having like a unifying event like that at this point yeah like, maybe because social media is really kind of taken over for doing that but w- would you say that like there was more like of a united scene back in those days no I wouldn't say anything like that I just feel like whatever we had has just grown tenfold since then. Mm. You know, like, you know, thankful to, like, you know, Indyground moving to town, you know, and started putting shit together. And then just along the way, just people around us start, just were interested in the shit, and we've always been interested in the shit. So, like, they just get ties to do that and, like, you know, throw shows and be involved in the, what entertainment scene that we do have and try our best to like help cultivate it for everyone. So yeah, you do mention, uh, Indie ground, which is the label that you work with. How long have you known the people involved there? Well, when I was there, it was met steady. And then a couple months in, we did a, like we did a project together, like that he kind of set up, like as far as like the engineering and stuff like that. And he was my manager, and uh, then that—that's how. And then I got on the label after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, did you like meet him at a show, or you just get? He used to DJ yeah. at uh, this place called that used to be called uh, Dark Horse. I, I don't remember what it's called now. It's in Westport, but they used to do this thing called Dark Horse Power Hour, and uh, he'd always DJ there. Mm-hmm. So just pull up. All the heads were there. Yeah, so it's like you just there. And um, so since you joined up with IndieGround, you've put out like a pretty good handful of projects, right? I put, I put out two records mm. uh, and a free project. Mm. Free Food was the free one. Yeah. And you had Adams and Adams Reality Makers. and Reality Makers. And then if you count the beat tape that I uploaded yeah, and then moonshine. took down. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that's it. Mm. And yeah, so yeah, that you had the beat tape and like, I really wasn't even aware until that point that you were like actually producing, producing and yeah. stuff too, but it, I'm way better than that, <laughs> that shit. I had to but take that you, down. You ha- had you produced any of your own tracks before then? Uh, not before reality makers mm-hmm. on reality makers, me and Scotty Wu co-produced love the way. And, uh, then I produced debt free, mm-hmm. you know, just getting into it made some hype <laughs> and um yeah i guess kind of backtracking a little bit to like when you were first getting your start and everything either like i'm, I'm pretty sure you've mentioned or like tweeted about like you're, you're pretty into the cool kids right Is that yeah a, yeah, it's yeah a big cool you. kids are like would you say that's like one of your main like, i wouldn't say main influences or inspirations but that was definitely part of it you know just mm-hmm. Like, I was there when Black Max dropped on MTV Jams, like, when I was, like, 15, 16 years old, Mm -hmm. you know? So, ever since then, like, they were, like, the different thing. And that's really when I, like, really started to, like, dress fresh, like, super fresh, and, like, 
you know, learn way more about fashion and stuff like that. So, like, you know, Cool Kids really got me into fashion. And uh, homies around me just kind of got me into it, too. So, mm. they, I can say that they influence, like, how I think about rap as it not being, like, just this one thing. You know, because back then there was just, like, Southern rap was killing it. So, like, everybody looked the same and, like, everybody was wearing, like, bigger stuff or whatever. And then they just kind of came through and just, like... It's like, oh, this is tight too. And they were from Chicago, so it's like Chicago seems cooler than Kansas. Any anything that seems cooler than Kansas City, that's how people be trying to act, like or trying to dress. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have like, I feel like we don't like we have a culture, but it's like a mixture of everything. Yeah. You know? So it's like, you know, back then everybody was just super square and shit. Mm-hmm. And then then cool kids come along and, then, and they're like, yeah. "Hey, you can wear skinny jeans." That's yeah, cool. and then yeah, I was wearing skinny just from skateboarding. I yeah. was wearing uh, smaller pants, just like even like seventh eight, or eighth grade. I started wearing smaller pants, mm-hmm. eighth and ninth grade. Yeah, have, has like skateboarding culture and hip hop really like have, have there been like a lot of like combinations and like yeah, they they go together like hand in hand. Like I really wouldn't know about most of the hip-hop i've you know listened to if it wasn't for skate videos and like from skate videos you see the credits at the end and then you just like kind of figure out how to it's like oh it's that guy and then you go figure out where that cd is and go buy it and you know yeah and that's even like then you learn about everybody else connected mm. to that person because you really had to research and dig back then yeah and even like yeah, for the the like the punk kids like pre-internet like back in the nineties like I know like skate videos and stuff were yeah. like a big thing for finding bands yeah, too. So exactly that's how that kind of worked. Yeah. Um. So you've also, in addition to like per- performing your music and uh, doing shows, you you have the sensei parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell me about those? Man, they're ratchet. It's like, <laughs> but it's like good ratchet though. Uh, but me and Scotty Wu, we, uh, we're like a DJ duo. We got the whole ambiance set up, you know, like we wanted to, we're basically paying homage to like, you know, just kind of Japanese pop culture in a way, because like anime is big there, video games, all that stuff. And like most of the video games I always took liking to were video games from Japan, like Metal Gear Solid or like Zone of Enders or you know, just older games like that and uh, just been into, like, those cartoons and that's just what we drew to as kids. So, like, what we wanted to do, what we did was we're, like, how can we make it to where it's, like, you know, stuff that influenced us and a lot of the people around us, you know, to where they feel comfortable coming to, like, an environment like Riot Room and stuff like that, too, because, like, a lot of people that are into that stuff, you don't catch them out at the club. You don't catch them out at, like, the dance parties all the time. So it's, like, we try to create, like, a comfortable environment where everybody of all types can, like, be like, oh, man, that's dope. And whether you get it or not or you watch those shows or not, like, the the aesthetic is there to where it's, like, man, like, this is, like, really cool, and that's that's all we try to do. Mm-hmm. And we try to, like, pay homage to, like, you know, things that just influence us, you and, know, and make a party out of it. Uh, and how, how do you really incorporate those elements into the party? Uh, we got the... We got like the screen, like the uh, projector. So we'll project on the wall at Riot Room, and you know, we made I made like a montage of like just videos from '90s hip hop music videos to you know Gundam Wing fighting, uh, you know, any kind of animated video game kind of gameplay and stuff like that. And uh, we have lights. We got like a Shoji screen, Shoji wall. Um, and then the sword and we got a fan or no not a fan it was an umbrella somebody stole the umbrella at the last party Mm. you know what I'm saying if you're watching this (laughs) right now and you have the umbrella bring it back (laughs) yeah we need that hit me up yeah Yeah. that's an old umbrella my nigga like that's like old it's historic yeah it's sentimental and then we have the hats you know, so we'll take pictures of people with the hats on and stuff and call it, everybody's a sensei. Like when you're a sensei, sensei is like a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're on your way to mastery, you know, and self mastery, you know, and that's 
what we're here as humans to do. So, mm. you know, that's what we promote. Have fun, kick it, show people new music. Not the same old top 40 bullshit they've been hearing mm. the whole time. Like, more underground shit that people can bop to, you know? So you, you said, like, self-mastery and, and that type of thing. Yeah. Are, are, are you, like, a, would you say you're, like, a spiritual guy? Or, yeah, yeah, I think so, definitely. Yeah. What, what kind of, like, beliefs and, like, kind of practices would you say that you're interested in? Um, over, like, years of my research and, you know, looking at things that I've looked at, I kind of, like, just developed my own kind of belief. So it's, like... You know, I take some theories from Christianity, some theories from Buddhism, some theories from this, and, like, I, you know, just mesh it to what works best for me. And, uh, you know, I meditate. I uh, talk to whatever's there. You know, I feel like I have guardians, you know. Um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, you, you, your higher self is, like, not physical, so you have to, like, tend to it. You know, so like it's good to read. It's good to, you know, knowledge. Like, you know, always try to gain wisdom. You know, because I feel like that's what we're here to do at the end of the day. Because everybody's gonna die. You can't take money with you, but what you can take is like your experience as a soul. So, you know, I encourage everybody to like, you know, take risk and stuff and go places. You know, and like have fun. I'm not saying like, you know, if you don't feel comfortable go being homeless somewhere and doing shit like that, then do that you know but like just just like don't miss out on like opportunities like that come your way and stuff and like you know take the don't be scared to like you know try to like live a fulfilling life <laughs> yeah mm. like, i feel like a lot of people are scared to like indulge in life yeah, just kind of get stuck in like a nine to five yeah, and, 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 and do all that which is cool like if you're into that stuff but like i've never been like i Nothing can, like, it's hard for things to hold my attention, you know? So, like, I can't imagine, like, sitting somewhere all day. Mm. And, you know, like, I just can't. Like, I need to be on the move, on the go, like, like this. Things need to be changing. I don't like schedules, you know? Like, I, I like to be, like, everything's, like, super spontaneous. Like, you know, like, I might not... I'll go places I've never been on purpose. Like, like you know, someone's like, oh, come over here to this. I've never been there, but I'm going to go, you know, just because I like to experience new things all the time. So I mm -hmm. feel like, you know, just don't get comfortable. Did did you, because uh, you at least went to, like, a community college, right? And yeah, I went to, uh, I went to JUCO for a year and a half or two. I can't remember. And then I went to uh, Benedictine for a semester, or some or best worst semester of my life. <laughs> uh, well, well, why would you say that? Uh, I don't know. That's when like I, first of all, when I got to college, I was like super nervous for some reason, and like I had I had like real bad allergy problems. So like I would uh, be nervous plus allergy problems plus living on that river because Benedictine's like on the uh, on the Missouri River. I had hives for like two weeks straight, oh, bro. Okay. Like that was like the worst shit ever. I'm over here rubbing pink shit on my body like all fucking day, and I wear long sleeves and shit, and it's hot as fuck outside. Oh, and terrible. that doesn't make it any better. But like I'm not trying to. Yeah, be you, you can't around. learn. Yeah, environment yeah, like yeah that. exactly. So like I was tripping off that. Um, that was when I started really, really smoking good weed. Um, and then just got into some shit. But yeah, I, I can imagine that the the kind of free spirited yeah. like outlook you have can kind of get in the way of like uh, an academic career. Or yeah, that's cool. I, I want to like take classes and stuff. Like, I was actually talking to my grandma about that the other day. Like, she was like, "You should take classes," because I I told her uh, when I was real young that I wanted to be, like, a philosopher. A philosopher, <laughs> you know, that's basically a teacher, you know? Yep. Um, so, like, I would love to, like, you know, get enough to where in my older years I can, like, teach philosophy classes or something. Oh, and, no, I remember when I had interviewed you for the, the paper at mm -hmm. JCCC that you were kind of just talking a lot about, like, just wanting to be able to like provide for yourself like as a creative person mm -hmm. and just like whether it be through music or like clothing and because you have 
the you, you have you've made some clothes. Yeah, before, yeah, right? I've done my own merch and mm-hmm. stuff. I pretty much designed my own merch. Yeah, because you have the I know you have uh, like the reality the makers. Rea- yeah, hat. I had the reality makers hat, the the Dom Cron symbol hat, uh, and uh, I've done shirts before that too. I did the Zodiac joint, and then I did you know a couple few shirts before that, and then the you know I had help hand in the album. And stuff So like I consider that Like partly me too You know Like I just like Designing things And like helping Or like Pairing up with someone To make stuff You know Collabing and stuff But yeah Any kind of outlet Of creativity That's what I'm trying to like Live off of Mm. You know Whether it's You know I I just I painted something In the first time In like Seven years The other day And it actually Ended up being pretty dope And now I want to start Painting a little more Or like you know, I used to draw a lot, you know, or, you know, I'm trying to, like, produce now, you know, produce for people. I don't necessarily have to be on the track rapping, mm-hmm. but I can, like, produce somebody's project. Yeah, I know. You, you've been, you've done at least a track or two for uh, Yana. Yeah, yeah. two. <laughs> Working on a third. Awesome. Yeah. And um, so you, you mentioned kind of enjoying the the aspect of, like, uh, collaborating with someone on, like, a piece of art and mm-hmm. like so i know kendu did the, um he's he's done like video work and like illustration work for you before yeah, yeah definitely is, is that something that you really like kind of had your hand in also it's, it's really both of us and sometimes i'll let him take the wheel you know what i'm saying like you know sometimes i'll find a location for a video and then we go from there mm-hmm. like i'll have the location like for uh the last joint it was like i had that whip and I hit up Storm for a location and we found one. Like, you know, it's just kind of like, it's all like a, it's all like a collective effort, you know? Like, it's hard to like, especially like when I have a vision and he also has a, you know, whoever you're working with also has a vision too. You know, you got to like just, you know, blend it. You know, that's what, that's what it's all about. See what comes out. And so, yeah, we were, we were talking about, uh, the sensei parties and mm-hmm. your appreciation for Japanese culture. Yeah. But as, as I come into the room, you have the, my, my roommates magic cards here that you're yeah, checking pl- out. Is that a game that you're, I mean, I into? used to play, I was, I was looking at them like literally staring at them, trying to remember how to play. <laughs> like I was like, man, how do I play? Cause I had like, you know, a couple starter decks and stuff like that. And I played a little bit, but I never like got into it. Cause it was like, Magic's, like, kind of complex, but not, you know, it's not as complex as Pokemon. Mm. The Pokemon training card game is, it sucks to play. Like, honestly, I love Pokemon so much, but I'll never play the trading card game just because it's so much. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, so what other, um, like, games or cartoons and stuff have been really influential to you uh, that you've enjoyed a lot? Well, as far as, like, card games to start, uh... I used to whoop ass at Yu-Gi-Oh back in the day at school. I used to kill it. Um, and then, of course, you got your, like, Dragon Ball Z, and you got your Bleach. You got your... I like Yu Yu Hakusho a lot. It's, like, one of my favorite animes because it's, like... Really, a lot of anim- All of them, like, have one message, you know? And it's really, like, if you really want to think about it, it's, like... <laughs> It's like you can you can do whatever you really want to do. Like if you're trying to beat this person, you can figure out a way to do it. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to, have, and you don't have to have like superpowers or like a big ass sword or nothing. Like it's, I I always thought about that for everyday life. Like I've, man, like you can do. I feel like everybody can do so much, and like it's just based off like how much time training. You know, they were in hyperbolic time chamber. They were developing their powers. You know what I'm saying? Yusuke, you know what I'm saying? Had to learn all those things and shit. Like, so it's like, it's all practice and stuff. Like, so it's like, if you could apply some of the shit that you've, that I've seen in like, you know, those cartoons or those animes or whatever, you know, just a normal life. I feel like, you know, you just get shit done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I, I don't know if you've ever, I don't know how, how close you are with uh, Aaron Alexander. I don't know if you've ever even really Man, talked to his, him. Man, I haven't listened to his project yet, yeah. but I'm like really stuck. I want to like sit down and actually listen to it. I'm not like that close with him, but mm-hmm. like he's super cool and like I 
you know, yeah. like to hang out. But with I them. know, like, there's a lot of like anime influence mm-hmm. in that. Like, it's I think it's named after a Death Parade episode and Memento Mori. So, I, I maybe it'd be maybe we can get you two together and hey. I can we can do like a one on one with you guys and yeah, I'm totally with that. I got invited to his uh, the uh, the listening, mm-hmm. but you know I couldn't make it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It, it was it was it was actually like. He performed, he the, performed whole the whole album. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, like it's like it looked dope. The aesthetic looked dope. Mm. That uh, jumpsuit that or whatever. Yeah, he got yeah. On his fire. That shit's hard. It was tight. Mm-hmm. And no, but speaking of uh, Dragon Ball Z, though, you mm-hmm. you did organize the the scream like Goku. Yeah, out, yeah. Out by the fountain. Yeah, I saw the videos and I was like, man, I'm gonna just do this before somebody else do it. <laughs> No, and it tied in well with, like, there was a sensei party that night. Yeah, so yeah, it tied in well. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, I just I just thought it'd be cool. And it was really cool, like, to see, like, people come out, like, no matter how many people were there or whatever. Like, it's really cool to see, like, people come out and they're, like, about it, you know? I, we saw, Did you see the baby? The no, baby with the Goku hair? No. Yeah, he had Goku hair as a baby. I posted it in the little thing. Um... And then, like, people were dressed up. People really screamed. <laughs> you know, some Asian dude came out looking like Majin Buu. He had the stuff, like, drawn on him and everything. He was like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, that shit was fire. I'm like, yes, bro. Like, this is what I'm talking about. It's like we can. So are, are, are you saying you didn't have, like, a very enthusiastic scream? No, I did. You did? Yeah. I felt, I mean, I felt like I did. Did, did you, you know, have the best one me. there? Or? I don't know about the best one. <laughs> there were some fire screams there. I definitely didn't have the best one. But I had a very enthusiastic scream. I I just want to say, like, maybe <laughs> low-key, like, maybe the best um, hip-hop marketing move of 2017 you think so? in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. like, that, was, that was smart. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, don't know, I like to kick it, man. I like to meet people. And I, I actually met a ton of people that are just cool. Friends on Facebook now. So, yeah. <laughs> That's good. This is doing it. Um, But, yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> like for as long as I've like been paying attention to like local music in Kansas City, I I feel like I've just always been seeing your name. Like you're opening like shows at Riot Room, and you're doing like these indie ground events and yeah. sensei parties. So I don't know. I feel like, like how old are you right now? You want to be technical, or you want like you know human years? <laughs> Uh, human years. Human years. Uh, my body is 27 years old. What, what's the other answer? Uh, 76 trillion. Yeah. <laughs> or Stardust, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where did Jay elect? <laughs> okay, but yeah, I feel like for someone who's not yet 30, like you're in, I feel like you're in a pretty good position of like experience wise, like as a yeah. hip hop performer and as an event organizer and everything. So like, I don't know. I feel like this is like a good opportunity for you to like. Do you have advice for like? Because you, you, I know you're seeing like all these like twenty, like early twenties, yeah. teens kids yeah. who are starting to get involved in Kansas City hip hop. Like, what what advice would you would you give them? Um, be as original as possible. Don't uh, nobody likes ordinary. So, like, just be you, you know what I'm saying? And, like, whatever you come up with, put that shit out, you know? And, like, and, and own it. Just own I just feel like that's that's it. Just own your shit, you know? Don't fuck people over. <laughs> I think that's pretty pretty sound advice. Yeah, that's all, you know? Stop uh, hitting licks, <laughs> you know, if that's what niggas be doing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know, just, like, come through, show love. Yeah, that, that's all. Mm. But uh, so even with this like kind of local presence you have, you you've also kind of translated it into doing kind of these like DIY or like kind of short run tours like yeah. over the years too. Yeah. So, uh, what what are some of like your favorite spots you've been able to visit Hit, through that? Pittsburgh was fun. Mm. Uh, shout out to my homie Complex up there. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like you know, I don't ever hear people talking about Pittsburgh hip hop. What what is the scene there like? I mean, it's kind of like ours, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. You know, 
I got the opportunity to kick it at like ID Labs a little bit. I met um, what's that DJ's name? Mm, I can't remember right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, met Riff Raff's DJ and uh, Chew Jackson. He's on like Mac Miller's label. Met him just just kind of like seeing people in the scene there and just just kind of hanging out and it's pretty much just like here, bro. You know there. What what kind of similar aspects do you see? It's hard. Yeah, it's hard here. Hmm. You know to keep doing this shit. You know, like put a lot of like it's hard. People get sucked in. You know, that's that's just all it is. You know, we don't live in like an entertainment based city, so it's like for us to really like you got to really love this shit out here. I feel like to really put in the work that you know we all been need to put in but pittsburgh's kind of like the same way you know i i pittsburgh feels like kansas city to me for some reason like when i'm there like it doesn't look like kansas city at all you know but like there's places that remind me of westport you know for some reason or like i just get kind of the same energy mm. yeah uh but what, what was i gonna say having to do you, with... it was other cities yeah um pittsburgh's cool St. Louis is cool. There's a lot of fam there. Yeah, because uh, is that where Steady is? Originally? No, is he's from here. Oh, yeah. He's from here. But, he was out but there's there someone on Indie Ground, though. That yeah, Moff. Moff. Moff's out there. You know, Moff, Far Out's from there. J-Bomb's from there. And they live in Denver now. But, uh, yeah, it's fire. I had a good... St. Louis is cool. I had a good follow-up. Oh, and Denver. You can't forget yeah. Denver. Yeah. Denver and L.A. I, I feel like Denver's a good stop for, for any, any yeah. rap tour. Yeah. L.A., I've never toured in or nothing, but I've, like, performed there a few times. Like, it's always cool. Mm. Good reception. And then... Where did I perform? Um, I performed in Cincinnati once. It's tight. Yeah, you don't hear about Cincinnati either. What's, yeah. What's yeah. happening there? Um... I have a homie there that runs this place called the Mock B Theater. And uh, he, like, it's like an underground tunnel-looking thing. Like, they throw a lot of rave parties and shit in there. But uh, he's been trying to get me to come back. I need to go back out there. But uh, it's like a tunnel. And they have, like, lights and stuff. And they'll have, like, four computers behind, like, this screen. But then, like, it's, you know, playing all the stuff that's on the walls. It's mm-hmm. weird. But it's really cool. Have DJs and stuff. But yeah, you, you were talking. This, this is the question I had. I remembered. Mm-hmm. You, you were talking about how difficult it can be to be an entertainer in Kansas City, just because the the landscape for it isn't just as as concrete as other cities. But um, so like, but you you've been releasing your own music like pretty consistently over the last like four or five years. Yeah, but. Like, ha- have you had moments or where you're kind of like, because y- you're talking about how you're you're interested in all these other creative endeavors. Like, mm-hmm. have there come moments where you're just considering, like, oh, should I should I put out another album right now? Should I keep like rapping and producing? No, I've never ever felt like I don't need. I need to stop rapping. I've never felt like I need to stop. I love producing. Mm-hmm. Producing's fun, um, and like you know, making instrumentals and stuff. But uh, I've never really had that moment where I'm like, oh, I need to stop rapping and, you know, figure something out. No, I've never, you know, I'm pretty confident in my abilities and what I'm trying to do. So, you know, I don't want to slow down. If anything, I just want to expand everything I do. You know, like I want to keep rapping. I want to keep, but when it comes to music, I don't force music. You can't force music. You can't force, you know, like, because... I feel like when you make music like that comes from somewhere else, you know what I'm saying? So you can't force those energies, you know, and that's when you make shitty music. That's when you force it. So I just let that process happen. Like I'm I don't like putting a deadline on an album and be like, "Oh, I need to finish this album by this time." Cuz that's not how it's not how t- I don't feel like that's how timeless music gets made. Um, but I just uh I just have it's just a process for me. You know, everything I everything I release, I want it to mean something. So like it's hard for me to like and I'm super like critical of myself, which is like a problem sometimes, but 
uh, yeah, it's just a process. I take my time. So another um, aspect of like the live show you've had recently is the the Spirit Tribe band. Spirit right? Tribe. So that's you perform performing with Duncan Burnett. Yeah, and David and Kelly. It was David, David Kelly. Kelly. He's like the uh, keyboardist, pianist. Yeah. So uh, how did that collaboration first come about? Uh, well, I've known Duncan for a real long time. I've known him since we were like kids. Yeah, you're both some Olathe. Yeah, we're guys. both from Olathe. Uh, he used to rollerblade. I skated. You know, kind of linked up. No, I'm pretty sure I saw like a little like Instagram video of him blading the other day. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He used to kill. He still kills it for real. I mean, anything. You know, if you can get on and do shit, you killing it to me. And I, I know. I mean, maybe like a- Andrew is like a very like kind of tough skater guy yeah. who's like very anti rollerblading. Yeah. But I guess you haven't really harbored nah, those feelings. Nah, man. Nah, I've never been like that. Because I used to try it. That's the first thing I tried to do. I yeah. tried rollerblading first. And then I could never, like, get any, like, real inline skates. Like, I had actual rollerblades. And I and I got ended up getting a skateboard from my dad randomly. He, like, get, got it for me for my birthday and brought it up to my uh, Taekwondo class. And uh, I was, like, stoked. Like, it was a Think Pat Duffy Pro model. It had a beer bottle on it or some shit. And I'm like, I'm like, 12, 11, 12, 6th grade. And yeah, it started from there. Got the skateboard and shit. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't want to like talk down on like, I, I'm in like, skateboarding is, is a really cool culture and uh, activity for a lot of people. But like, there is that kind of, uh, that kind of group of people within skateboarding who are like, kind of like nihilistic like they're always like drinking doing drugs and all that yeah but definitely. Like I, I feel like you you've made a more positive thing out of it which yeah. which a lot of people i feel do. like every culture has that though like everything yeah. has that like even when you like look at rap you know you know you got positive rappers and you got niggas that rap about doing xanax and shit all fucking day yeah. you know like this i feel like there's always going to be like a polarity spectrum with mm-hmm. everything what what makes you want what, what do you think makes you gravitate towards the more like positive aspects of culture um probably my parents just growing up i never really had like i don't know like uh, just shit they were into i was into and they were always into this like you know, I I got into hip hop real early. I got, you know, I liked skateboarding. I tried to do soccer. I, you know, I just was involved in things. I like I was always in activities. You know, that was like our main thing. Like we were always doing something. You know, my grandma had to plug on the coupons and shit all the time. So we'd do little shit like go to the skating rink or, you know, whatever. I was in taekwondo for like five years, um, and then yeah, skateboarding. And then music. Mm. I started playing violin when I was in fifth grade. And I played that all the way up until my semester had been at my semester ended at Benedictine. So some you know, could you pick up a violin right now and I'm a little rusty, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I can like play a little something, but it ain't like you know what I'm saying. Maybe on the next album. Maybe. <laughs> Never know. No, but yeah, uh, when when did you first uh meet Duncan? Uh I was in, no, he went to Fairview, so I met him. I always saw him in elementary school, but I met him in junior high school, Oregon Trail, OT. Mm. Did you guys hit it off? Uh, Yeah, we were cool. Mm. I mean, he was older than me, so, like, you know, when you're in junior high school, the, you know, the grade thing was a real thing, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so you had to like earn your way up into the upper, even yeah, in like yeah. high school itself. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. So it's like, you know, he was older than me, so I'd always like, you know, we'd always say what's up, and but we really didn't start kicking it until high school, and we used to roll around and, you know, do stuff. <laughs> when did you? So like having him play with you live recently is that the first time you've worked with him musically? Yeah, really. Yeah, actually, you know, we started working on. He's uh, helping me produce some of my next album, um, and then, uh, yeah, he's always played drums. You know, and then we just we just linked up, and we're like, "This man, it's been too long, you know, since 
it's overdue. It was like every what we were what we're doing, like we should have been doing this like a year ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, we linked up and we just basically was like came to the conclusion that this is what we need to be doing. Mm. Yeah. And it's been good. I like having like a live somewhat of a live set, liver set, you know. So yeah. Spirit track. And and you're you've just been kind of like adapting like your past songs and yeah yeah then yeah. that that's what this these have been so now it's like i know i can do those now so like every the stuff i'm creating for my next project i want it to kind of go around that you know just more of a live feel to it you know live more live instrumentation instead of adding like a fake bass we'll have a bassist do it you know just trying to get into more of like natural sound I heard this thing once that they say that like uh, now since the music you listen to is so like it's not like necessarily real instruments, you know. So when you listen to you know more of the music of today, your hearing spectrum is actually uh, smaller than as if you like grew up listening to like. Beethoven and you know not just that's just an example but anything live like any kind of older bands or like you know how they used to make old older hip-hop like you know it wasn't always like MPC and stuff it was like it started off as like kind of bandy you know and it came from like funk and it came from disco yeah disco and stuff so it's like it was like kind of like real it was way more real and like the the equipment that they used to make it it was way more raw sounding so like you have you use more of your ear listening to that type of music than like with the music you listen to now mm-hmm. so like if you grow up listening to nothing but you you hear out now which is like almost all like artificial sounds uh your hearing they say your hearing spectrum is smaller uh, what 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 is the hearing spectrum? It's like, like the like? the range of sounds you can hear. Okay, yeah. You know, like the the range of pitches and sounds and noises mm-hmm. and stuff that you can hear is a a little bit more limited. That's just a theory, though. Yeah, just something that me and somebody were talking about. No, but like even even if that may or like may or may not be a thing, like um, like even just the fact that um someone could hear new music and it has live instrumentation like there there there's at least the factor of like oh this isn't like the normal thing right now exactly so like like if if we ever get back to a point where everything is live instrumentation when people start doing like automated sounds again that'll Mm -hmm. sound more unique so yeah kind of the and i feel like that stuff's happening now to be honest with a lot of artists now like steve lacy this yeah, stuff's super great. raw. Like, it's yeah, raw. He's, but he's recording it on the iPhone, and he's, too. Yeah, which is and he really does cool. it on the iPhone. It's dope. Yeah, Steve like, Lacey's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? Is there anyone else, like, making music like that right now that you're interested in? Um, Matt Martians is cool. That whole little camp's cool. Yeah, all the, all the internet Yeah, folks. all the internet folks are cool. And then, uh, of course, Smino's type, you know? I like his... I, I'm, I'm mad I missed his, like, live set for SZA. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he played with, like, a five six piece band yeah, and yeah. they sounded awesome and then uh masego yeah because yeah he plays saxophone right mm-hmm. he opened for uh gold link, gold link. Yeah. and then uh i've always liked anderson I, i've been listening to anderson pack for a little bit you know but i feel like they're bringing that type of kind of I don't know. It's just it's just just more live, you know. You think about the show more. It's like you think about being an entertainer, you know. Like when I when I think about shows now, I think about like how can I make it like an experience, you know. So, and I think all those people are part of like a really cool like recent movement to make like R and B really yeah. interesting again too, yeah. because like you just. Like and there, there's plenty of great music that came out of like the late 2000s and the early 2010s, but like a lot of it was really like kind of like radio centric, like automated sounds and just kind of artificial to a certain extent. So right. like bringing R and B back to like a really natural sound is like kind of exciting to hear. I think. Yeah, for sure. I think so too. Uh, so yeah, you, um, are, you're working on a new project right now Yeah, and you, uh, the single you dropped spirit guide, that's going to be, yeah, that'll be on, on there. there. That'll be on there. Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, tell me about Spirit Guide. Spirit Guide is like, I feel like that's like one of the first serious attempts I made at like putting out a song that I've just produced myself and like, you know, rapped on her. I'm just trying new stuff. Mm. You know, new sounds, new voices. Yeah, I feel like you just gotta like, whatever, like I, I'm I'm somebody who like just does what comes to mind. So like if, if me singing some weird like high pitched thing or like you know like if for a background like you in, in the second half like I sang like the background vocals and stuff just kind of just trying to make the music have more depth you know but that would be like my first like real attempt at like putting out like a single that I produce mm. you know and where does the like what is the song really inspired by uh, lyrically would you say um I would say like you know, I feel like just being in contact with your higher self is like a really important thing. So like if you, the first verse is like, uh, the confidence, you know, it, it, I, I really tried to just make it like, uh, as balanced as a song as possible because like you have to have balance in life. So like the first part of the song is the, the confidence. The second part of the song is the insecurity, you know? And then you bring it right back to the confidence because like being in having insecurities isn't a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? You just have to know how to like handle that, you know, or like, you know, improve those things that you want to improve on and, you know, go up further than you've been, you know, like you just got to move, move, move forward. You got to do what you can to move forward and shit's going to happen. You know, and like me, I get wrapped up in conspiracy theories and shit all the time. Like sometimes I'll catch myself like reading like low key conspiracy theory forums for like <laughs> two hours about anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that's why I said uh, feeling like the spirits got their eyes on me. Shadow government is trying to take my rights from me. The elite killing all that's beneath the clouds. Strap my sword to my back fighting evil now. Conspiracies got me thinking crazy. Yeah, but they all sound so true. Yeah. Hmm. Looking in the mirror lately and I see a mountain of proof. Hey. <laughs> I think that's the most rapping anyone's done on one of the episodes so yeah. far. So. <laughs> that's where I be feeling my shit. That's all. But yeah, um... <laughs> oh man yeah so do you think those those are going to be themes that i come up a lot on the rest of the project uh not really actually yeah, do, you have, um, do you have a lot of the other stuff written? yeah i got part? yeah everything's like pretty much done i got like two songs to do so it's like i don't want to like sit here and give people a date or like anything like that like i'm still letting it marinate with me because at the end of the day it's like the first time I've ever put anything out that's like my own production you know so I'm like making sure everything's perfect yeah, <laughs> yeah so but yeah I've scrapped this project like twice dude and mm-hmm. restarted so I'm just making it right the way I want to you know yeah <laughs> adventure mode coming who knows but soon though <laughs> And but you do have a, a video also for uh yeah it's very guy that we're you know we're almost finished with so. and uh, Chase Smith is working on that no no my homie uh, oh. Raul is oh. yeah he goes by Eat Ravioli on uh, his social medias but uh, yeah Raul's the dude man he shot like uh, he did some currency stuff for me and we just linked up and chopped it up and ate yeah making it happen cool and uh yeah what else do you have coming up that people should know about man i'm just working on the project right now so adventure mode's coming you know do you have any know the name do you have a, a tour or any shows coming up or i just did currency uh and uh yeah, how's that show great yeah because awesome. i know you, i saw you open for him at the granada back a year or two ago but this was just at the right room a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. How, how's that show? It was great. In comparison, how would you say that? Is it a different vibe at all? or What, to my show? To to the the Granada show. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was totally different. 
I'd had to, I performed a totally different music. I had like a totally different set style, you know, with the one I did at the Granada. Um, this one was way better. Like as far as like, I feel like how far I've come, like as far as performing and, uh, just the crowd was really responsive and they, you know, they fucked with it. Tight. Yeah. Do you have uh, more, more shows scheduled right now? Um, not till I drop the new music. Mm. I'm just gonna wait. Try and buckle down and get mm-hmm. that finished. Just finish it up. And uh I just did I did my show over the summer. Uh my headline show. I did an encore, which was awesome. And uh yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, wait till I get something new out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh you you had you you doubled down that middle of the map too, and that was fun. Yeah, you, you that was crazy. The, yeah, that was. You fun. played the shuttlecock eight one sixty hip hop show yep. at the tank room. And and I then opened up for Talib. You ran over to Crossroads and did the indie ground crew yeah. set. So yeah. that was cool to see. Yeah, it was fun, dude. It but felt it felt like, I mean, I'm sure you have plenty of cool moments, but it, it I think it kind of felt like a cool kind of like crowning moment for indie ground just like having that sort of representation yeah at, for sure at that festival yeah and i liked everything was set up right like we didn't have any issues you know everything was cool man we had a good time you know wrecked it <laughs> always and uh yeah where can people follow you on social media and everything it's dom chronicles everything D-O-M-C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S. You're on Twitter, Instagram, yeah, SoundCloud. All that. All that. It's all the same. Awesome. I like to keep it the same. I'm glad I got all those names. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, and people can go to, they can follow at Mag on Twitter and Instagram. Visit shellcockmusic.com. Uh, there's a store on there. You can get a T-shirt or a button. Um, make sure you listen to the ADD podcast with Jason Barr. And yeah, thanks for coming by. Yeah, dude. Great to have trying to do this for a while. You know, adventure mode's coming. Be patient. It's going to be great. You know, and uh, thank you, sir. Of course. You know, shuttlecock, we here.